Hello and welcome, you're listening to Bits and Pieces for the Summer Camp Newbie by me, Bethany Wright. Hello, welcome back to Bits and Pieces for the Summer Camp Newbie with me, Bethany, and today we have a very special episode for you. So as you know by now, I've started having guests come on uh, from all walks of life going to summer camps in North America. Well, today's episode, we're going down a different route to show you that there are other places that you can work and still get the same amazing experience. Now, today on the show, we have Ellen, and she has worked in Europe, and she'll tell us a little bit more about what she has done. So, Ellen, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm really excited to chat about everything, and yeah, thanks so much for having me on. You're more than welcome. Honestly, I love everything on social media that you're doing. Um, And it's just great to have somebody else in the community um, to share their experience. So thank you so much for joining. So let's, let's get started. And so tell the listeners and everybody, let's hear a brief like overview of your summer's experience. Like, we know that it's a little bit different from the North America Mm. vibe. So yeah, what have you been up to? Um, so basically when I started um, in Ireland, we call it college, but it, it was uni. Um, I started and I just had such a travel bug, but I had no money. So I was like, I need to figure out how I can travel and get paid or kind of travel for really cheap. And I was kind of looking into a lot of things. I actually, funnily enough, applied for kind of the Camp America side of things. And I was going to do that but my my kind of my mom was sick at the minute so I was like that's too far to go I need to stay a little bit closer um and then I kind of randomly applied for Eurocamp I'd gone on kind of Eurocamp type holidays when I was a kid so I was a little bit familiar with it and France didn't seem too daunting I was like it's close enough you know <laughs> if I if anything goes wrong I can get home pretty quickly yeah. um and then I did an interview I actually I had to go to Manchester to do my first interview um during a storm so wow. I was the only one who made it to the interview that day so I think that's really why I got it um my plane could barely even land I think it was like storm Doris or something but it was like a really big storm so I think the fact that I even showed up I had got the job um so I did Eurocamp for four years I did two firstly two years in the south of France and then I did a year in Italy and then I went back to the south for a year um and then I kind of after the pandemic I kind of I got a little bit tired of that role um and I wanted to do a little bit something different and I was doing um I was on a campsite in Scotland which is obviously very different um I was doing a winter season in Scotland on Loch Lomond um as a holiday warden very kind of different role um and it was during lockdown as well. So it was kind of a bizarre time. But I thought I need to get away for the summer again. Um, so I worked for TUI as a kids club representative. Um, and that year I was actually supervisor. I think I was doing similar roles for a long time. So I kind of managed to get up to the next level, I guess. Um, that was in Menorca. Um, and that was very, very different to Eurocamp. I actually, the job itself, I probably preferred um but yeah that's kind of just a quick a quick run through (laughs) I absolutely love that 
Um, so for people that don't know what Eurocamp is, what yeah. is Eurocamp and what is TUI just so that they get a vibe? Yeah. Okay, so basically Eurocamp is holiday campsites. They have them in kind of France, Spain, Germany, all over mainland Europe. And families come and they stay on these campsites in mainly mobile homes. Some some of them are tents, but it's mainly mobile homes. And it's basically like a resort, but kind of camping. Um, and you have all different companies that work on them. And Eurocamp are the kind of the English company. Um, so I went over as a holiday representative. You can either go as a kids club representative or holiday representative. And then obviously there's managerial positions and stuff. So I went over as a holiday rep. Um, and my job kind of had two sides to it. There was kind of reception and like kind of looking after the bookings and greeting people as they came in. And then there was the other side, which was actually took a lot more of time. They kind of, they sell it to you a little bit as a lot more reception work, but there's a lot of cleaning. I'll be honest, there's a lot of cleaning. So you're cleaning up after the guests, like majority of your time really. Um, and then you're kind of just there for anything they need like you end up doing anything and everything you can do maintenance I was changing gas bottles I was changing <laughs> and I'm not a very like DIY type of gal so I was changing light bulbs I was fixing ovens I don't know how I managed to do it but it's one of them things where you just you just kind of have to you're oh, just yeah. the only one there and you know they can ring you up at like 10 o'clock at night their water is not working they've no hot water and then you just kind of have to do what you have to do. But it was brilliant because like I was only 19. Was I even? No, I was 19. Yeah. And I was just in my first year of uh, college. And, you know, it was a, such a good experience, like such eye opening. And I had never really been exposed to that kind of lifestyle before, I guess. Like I was like, geez, people do this all year round. Like people, they work in the summer and they travel in the winter or they have travel. I was like, this is crazy. I like, I I was just like went straight from school to college and then it was just I was like wow this is a completely different lifestyle that I had no idea about and then I kind of was like okay this is more of what I want to do I think <laughs> yeah you definitely get the bug I feel like after yeah. one summer you're kind of like oh I like I kind of like this and yeah just no, like it's def- keep going it's so addictive because you kind of I, mean, I used to always compare it to giving birth this is going to sound really strange but as if you know the way mentally when you give birth you forget the pain mm-hmm. so I always think in the summer you're like oh my god this is such a hard job but then once you're back home for winter it's like no it was actually really really brilliant and like majority of it is it's, there's a lot of kind of highs and lows to it um to work in any kind of season um so I always think I always say when you go home in the winter you forget all the bad bits but that's kind of good because then you learn like a lot more experiences and stuff um yeah. so I did that for four years kind of the same role for four years really um I did one year in Italy which was amazing we were kind of 20 minutes outside Rome so that was brilliant Lovely. and then the other two three years I was in the south of France um the first two years the campsite was right on the beach so that was amazing um and then the fourth year was actually it was in 2020 so I was just happy to be anywhere <laughs> I was just so grateful I was not stuck at home Um, obviously 2020 was a very different year for tourism it was there were so many new rules bookings were getting cancelled left right and centre mm-hmm. um but I was as I said I was just happy to be in a warm country <laughs> I didn't care what was going on um yeah and then TUI was very very different I was doing kids club I was to be honest I was still sick of cleaning 
Um, I wanted something a little bit different. I kind of, I had my master's. I was like, I think I can kind of do it something a little bit with a bit more qualifications, I guess. Um, so I went to supervisor um, and they placed me in Menorca, which I'd never been to before. Um, everyone gets confused by they always think I'm saying Mallorca, but it's Menorca. <laughs> They're two different islands, but absolutely stunning place. Um, again, this was summer 2021. So it was a little bit strange, still COVID times. Um, but it was brilliant. I was managing two lovely girls. Um, and I had actually like I'd never really properly worked with kids to that extent before. Um, so that was crazy. <laughs> um, like it's just a different level, but I loved it. I think because I'm such like an extrovert, I just I loved the energy that the kids brought, and there was always something new every day. You never know what they were gonna say. They come so out true. with the craziest <laughs> things. Um and then I loved kind of just like organizing the games and we had kind of a morning session and an afternoon session and then we'd kind of do like mini discos and stuff at night and doing the mini discos at 30 de- like degree heat at night time was a challenge but it was so fun um, and I was getting a free buffet in the hotel so I needed to do them <laughs> dances at night time let me tell you <laughs> oh my goodness I know exactly what you mean by that because I as I don't know if people here on the podcast know, but I worked in entertainment and I worked in hotels over in Cyprus. So again, like I was in the daytime, we were out mm. with the guests, we were schmoozing, yeah. like I was doing like aquafit classes and that type mm. of thing in the day um, and all the other sporting type situations. Mm. Um, and then at night, as you were saying, you're there in the heat, but I'm yeah. doing like the disco dancers and then we would go get changed and then come and do the shows that we would do but you had all the food at the hotel and you're yeah exactly (laughs) every meal you're like three course three course meal Uh, I had dessert I dessert breakfast dessert lunch dessert yeah Yeah. Or, or like even a snack like a little snack like you're just like strawberry mousse ice cream that obviously nowhere else has it yeah. in these little yeah. pots but it reminds you of like oh I'll just yeah. pop, I'll just have one of those oh it's so hot you, you, like you need it though because you're doing you need the energy you know because you're so doing true. so much yeah <laughs> so true it's so good um so you like touched on it at the beginning but like can yeah. you like explain like what made you want to do it like what made you want to go abroad in the first place um, I think I've always kind of just had an urge to travel. I was kind of, I always went on a lot of kind of family holidays. As I, well, like when I was a kid, I was very lucky. I always kind of got brought away. So I've always kind of, it's always been part of my life, I guess. Um, but then as I got a little bit older, um, I just wanted to kind of go out on my own and travel. I think it just kind of happens naturally as you get a bit older, you kind of want to discover the world for yourself. And I was just kind of trying to figure out a way that I could do it. Um, I remember I was like writing a list. I was like, I can go here and do this and here and do this. And it was kind of more out of convenience, maybe, that I chose kind of the route I did because they they pay for your flights. They look after kind of any work permits, any of that. And then it was actually quite good pay and they look after your accommodation. And I was kind of, you know, I was too young and like had no money to sort any of that out for myself so it was really kind of convenient that they just they ticked every box they looked after everything um 
and you know I didn't kind of have the resources and the money to be going traveling off Europe by myself you know um my first few years like I didn't have enough money to be doing interrailing any of that kind of thing um so it just it just worked out well I think and I kind of just I just went for it really when I look back now the fact that I was 19 and just went to France by myself I don't think I'd do that now like <laughs> I'm like you know obviously like I'm, I'm used to it now doing stuff like that but I was just like what was I thinking in a way like I'm so glad it was the best decision I've ever made in my life like so many good things have come from it but I kind of think I was like I really just I really just did it you know I just I didn't I think I didn't think about it too much because I thought you know if I think about it too much I'll just get nervous I'll get anxious yeah um and my dad used to always say you're always a flight from home you're never more than 24 hours from home you can get on a flight which I mean is obviously very kind of privileged that I can you know I'll always be able to like my family if I can't afford a fly home I'll always be able to get home not everyone is in the position and not everyone has that kind of home base always to go back to but I was always very lucky um that if you know it didn't work out I knew I had I could go home and that you know if it didn't work out it's not the end of the world so I think I had that nice security blanket in a way as well yeah I I totally get that feeling as well I like that was exactly like the same messaging as when I was going through like homesickness and I was like back like in my first couple of of weeks I was like oh I don't know if I can stick this out like yeah I was very fortunate and very lucky that people back home were like yeah it's okay like you can get home it's it's not the end of the world if you don't finish your contract like yeah. nothing terrible is going to happen. You might feel like crappy that like you yeah. d- couldn't complete it, but that's mm. nothing in comparison. Like what's the worst that exactly. could happen, right? Exactly, yeah. So like, I have so many questions, like how a lot of people like go to and do these types of experiences mm-hmm. in North America because it's the same language. Everyone speaks English. Yes. <laughs> yeah but how did you was was that the same like in France and in Italy and Spain like in Europe like what hurdles did you have to overcome with the language with the language well so I did French in school but that does not mean I can string a sentence of French <laughs> together I like I can understand a little like a good bit of French just because I've been so exposed to it mm-hmm. um and the different summaries but trying to string a sentence together was really difficult but luckily enough, because it was kind of an English company, 90% of our guests were either English or Irish. So that really, really helped. And then kind of the other, like there was some German, but they always speak perfect English. And then we had very, very few French, but it was a struggle when we did have French customers because very fair enough, they were kind of like, you're in France, you're working in France. Why the hell do you not speak French? And like barely, because they were all, like most of the staff was majority English, a few Irish, some Dutch, but again, Dutch always, they had the perfect English. Um, So it was kind of a struggle. And especially it was always used to annoy me because I used to always understand what they were saying, but I could never like structure the sentence back. I was like, no, I understand. I was like, just come with me. I was like, I, I know what you mean. Um, But I think because it was an English company, it wasn't, it wasn't too difficult. Um. And then as well, it was funny because I used to always like kind of want to learn French when I was over there because there used to be kind of French and Italian staff as well, kind of um, working f- 
for the campsite directly um and they'd be like the animation staff the dancers and the kids club so I used to always want to talk to them or try to talk to them in French or Italian but they'd always want to talk to us in English so you'd end up like no one would actually learn anything because they wanted to learn English and we wanted to learn French and then you just end up kind of like in a weird middle ground where you're like <laughs> we're not going to learn anything really now are we? I absolutely love that. That's wild. <laughs> so, ah, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so, like with this, you're talking about the staff. So, yes. what was the staff makeup like? You said majority of them were like English or from Ireland. Like, did you find that a lot of people were like yourself, like brand new to the role, like your first year, or was lots of people returning and like they do this every summer? It was a mix. Um, so my first year, there was actually a lot of um, new people. That was their first season. And there was a lot of us kind of a similar age, which was great. But in that kind of industry, in kind of campsites, people go back 10, 15 years. Like there were people that were doing it like literally for 10 years in a row. Um, obviously, they were kind of ended up being kind of managers and stuff. But people really do kind of go back every year. Like I did four years for just Eurocamp um and there's people that kind of they just go back a year and year out because it becomes a little bit of a routine I think um you know if you're away every summer you kind of just get into a routine and a lot of them would do ski seasons in the winter or they'd just kind of go traveling a lot of them would do like Thailand Bali that kind of thing and then come back because I used to only kind of do the main summer months um like June July August I used to do a bit of September um just because I had uni as well but then a lot you can start really like end of February March so you can get a good year's work out of it like you could get like end of February to end of October if you wanted to so it's nice to have the option of you know there was a mix of kind of people that were like 1920 and then there was some kind of late 20s and then some of the managers would have been kind of 30 40 um a lot of there was married couples as well there's some options um you know on kind of the smaller sites where it was like you call them couple sites um so it was just a couple that run them and a lot of people actually would do it as kind of a retirement job so they'd kind of maybe they'd be semi-retired or kind of in their early ages of retirement where they wouldn't be ready to kind of stop work quite yet but maybe they'd need to keep working whatever so there'd be a few kind of couples that maybe their kids have moved out that kind of thing and they just want to live in the south of France and I used I used to think that was great and they were always so nice that they'd always kind of look after us because they'd be like oh, the little kids you know <laughs> I absolutely love that that like sounds that that whole like setup of the season mm. work sounds very similar yeah. to over here in Canada like yeah. in Canada there's like a two-year visa called the IEC mm. and many mm. people come over do a do a summer camp season mm. when that finishes say you do like a shoulder month like September you finish yeah. the end of September you travel for October and then you go out west and you do ski season from mm. November through to April and then you travel again for the month of May and then you go back to camp yeah. like that's what they do that's like their continuous cycle so I see yeah. it's very it sounds very similar like yeah yeah it's definitely it's a very kind of different way of life maybe but I think I think it's really nice I think maybe after a few years people might like you can do maybe two or three years of it and then kind of people get the urge to settle down but then other people 
they just they just want to keep doing it so it depends on the person obviously it's kind of it can be a hard lifestyle to upkeep because you know you're always in different places and um, then some people love that so it really it's just a personality thing I think really 100 percent, 100 percent. how did you find like working with with your people around you and your peers like mm. I know that's a lot of questions that people ask me mm. is like I'm I'm going by myself like will I yeah. make friends like mm. How do I, I haven't booked a flight, maybe my mm. contract end date is, I don't know, like 20th of August, but my flight home yeah. is not until September 1st. Mm. Will, what, will I make friends to like travel within that period? Mm. Like, did you find making friends was easy? Like, were you living with them or were you living by yourself? Like, how was that side of it all? Yeah, so we didn't really have an option. You had to make friends because we were living in such tight quarters. So the first two years, I was actually living in kind of these big tents. So the third year, I went to a mobile home, thank God, because I had aircon. But the first two years, they were kind of these big, like when you say tents, people kind of picture like really small, but it had like a fridge, it had a sofa, like they were really big. Mm. But it was still really small to live in. So my first my first two years I was living in a tent um, and it, they, they used to call it was called like the live area. So it was kind of where all the staff lived and it was basically um, kind of a, a few tents in a square. So I used to always think it was like a commune. Like I was like, I feel like I'm living in like kind of like a gypsy camp or something like this. I, was, I used to love it. So I was like, it felt really kind of we were living on like a hippie camp or something. Um, so you kind of you have to become friends with people but then I used to find it a little bit difficult because then you also cannot escape them (laughs) you know as much as you might make friends with them you're working with them you're living with them you're eating with them they're like your friends family and your co-workers all rolled into one in such tight living space and a lot of the time on the campsites they can be a little bit in the middle of nowhere so they have obviously they have like their resources and stuff but sometimes you can't escape it so sometimes after a long day work I would just want to kind of go off on the beach and be my by myself and kind of because I I would consider myself like quite an extrovert but then also when you're living with them working with them everything it can be a little bit much yeah um but you kind of just get used to it I think you kind of learn okay maybe today I need kind of just half an hour to myself I'll go for a little walk um but they become you become so so close to people so quickly um, and I've made some of my best friends um, work in there because you kind of like, I always joke that it's like a trauma bond. I was like, <laughs> we're lived in a tent together in 30 degree heat. You're going to stay friends. Like you've seen every single thing about this person. You've worked with them. Like you can't, you know, Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be friends for life if you lived in a tent. <laughs> yeah, I, that's like my saying, if, if I've cleaned up sick or I've cleaned up poo with you, like we just have this bond now, we're friends for life. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get that. That's so fascinating. Um, mm. Like, I love that way. Like, there's so many parallels with your experience yeah. with summer camp. Like, yeah. the more you talk about it, the more I'm like, thinking like oh my god that's like living in a cabin like yeah living exactly. with kids you're living with staff like you're constantly you don't have like your own door to slam like yeah <laughs> <laughs> like I had I 
I had a camper once that instead of when they were angry, instead of slamming the door because there was no door, they would walk over to their bunk bed and smack the post of the bunk bed and then go and lie down in their bed because that was their version, their camper version yeah. <laughs> of slamming a door, which when you think about it, it's hilarious. But in the moment, yeah. you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> so yeah, I totally see that, it. that you don't kind of, you don't think of. I remember when I came home and I didn't realize this was even a thing that I hadn't been like upstairs because obviously most houses you have like an upstairs but I'd lived in a tent or like a mobile for like three four months and I was like oh my god I, I forgot what it's like to like go upstairs to your bedroom and have like carpet and everything. just little things like that it's yes. very very bizarre you don't kind of realize oh yeah but, like, the said, feeling of rug or something underneath your yeah. bed <laughs> is something that I never thought I'd like really wish Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you totally forget like being able to walk around like in your socks yeah like yeah. just simple things that you're like oh yeah yeah this is this is fun um yeah. oh so good so yeah. I'm gonna so tell me something that you weren't like really prepared for when you were going out there because a lot of people mm. like that was the whole reason why I started bits and pieces was yeah. I I realized during my first summer why didn't they tell me this why didn't anyone tell me that when it seemed so obvious so what was something that you weren't prepared for and like how did you overcome it um I think my first season I wasn't really two things really so the first thing is how kind of you can get just thrown into the deep end because with the kind of seasonal work there's not weeks and weeks for training you can't kind of take your time learning things you it's really like even I imagine in like Camp America and stuff it's really just learning on the job and I don't think I was as prepared for kind of not knowing what I was doing really um because all before that I just kind of worked in retail and like more normal jobs so it's more kind of formal they teach you what to do but when you've thrown in and you've like 200 guests and you just need to get things done um and I think I, I can be quite like critical and hard on myself if I don't understand something or I can't do something. So I found it very difficult to be like, I don't know how to do this and I'm just going to have to learn and not kind of get upset that I was doing something wrong or I didn't know how to do something. Um, and you just kind of have to, it sounds so like, like cliche, but you just kind of have to believe that you're going to figure it out and just, just kind of keep going. Um, so I think that kind of not like just learning on the job I wasn't prepared for and I think as well the self-confidence as well that I gained I didn't think I didn't obviously you don't really think about that before you go out anywhere but I realized how much it grew my confidence um when I went back the second year so the first year I was quite shy I was really quiet and I didn't really like I made loads of friends like I'm still friends with them now but I didn't realize how kind of reserved I was um because really I didn't know what was going on I was like you know I was just taking everything in and in the second year I was so much more confident I kind of I knew what I needed to do I knew how because so many different things it really is a season like workers kind of culture yeah like no matter in all the different season jobs and different kind of ways of doing things different like games different like you know even like just the way of living I guess I didn't 
you know any of that so then the second year went back I kind of knew how it was I knew kind of what people did what people were like kind of more the culture of it um so yeah my first year was a huge huge learning experience and then sure every year after I kind of learned different things in different ways but I think just how you kind of just have to learn as you go really and just be really kind of willing to absorb different things and both like culturally and in the job yeah I mean 100% I feel I feel like if you're not open to any experience yeah. it it just hinders you from the start right like you exactly. have to be open you have to be willing mm-hmm. to allow yourself to learn yeah. or to yeah. be open to learning exactly yeah otherwise you're not going to get the most out of it you might actually yeah. cause friction with you and other people that are there yeah. and that yeah. makes it a horrid experience for everyone involved when it's meant to be something fun yeah yeah um so I totally I totally get that part yeah. I resonate with that so much yeah. I think you have to just kind of give in to the experience a little bit just step back and say this is kind of this is what's happening and I'm just going to go with it because if you kind of fight against it you know you'll end up kind of digging yourself into a hole a little bit I think Mm. yeah so I a question that really just popped in my head there was like you you were talking about how these places might be a little bit more remote or Mm. like outside of things like how did you find like your days off like was there anything that you like could do couldn't do anything Mm. that you wish you did better like how did they work yeah so it depended on the year so my first two years the location was was actually pretty good I was right outside a bus stop so I could kind of get the bus into kind of um a smaller town and then there was a train station so that was pretty accessible and then my third year I was in Rome so again that was fine but when I think maybe two we kind of when I was in Menorca there wasn't there was a bus but like it wasn't great and we were kind of um like it was the area was just all kind of hotels so there wasn't really much to do on your days off obviously you had the most gorgeous beach and a swimming pool like I wasn't complaining but I kind of wish I had either my driving license or a car that was actually the reason that motivated me to start like my driving lessons like properly because I I promised myself I was like I'm not going to do another season until I get my driver's license um because I think it just makes such a difference just having not even like you don't have to go over with a car but just having the option that if you want to drive somewhere you can especially like I guess in Europe it's a lot easier but you know it's, it's just a really nice option um especially when it's kind of more remote places and you don't want to rely on public transport um one of my friends actually from the third year in France she like her second year she drove from Ireland to France just to bring her own car and then she got to go on a road trip and then once the season was done she could kind of travel around France it just gives you a bit of independence instead of relying on even just kind of I remember kind of having to rely on my manager and stuff to bring me to the big supermarket because like you can't walk with huge bags along the roads when it's kind of along a campsite so that was kind of annoying just kind of having to rely on other people so if you have the option of kind of ha- having your driver's license before you go out or ha- bringing your car 100 percent is worth it 100 percent. 
Yeah. I was, when I worked in Cyprus, like mm. we, again, we were in the hotel area. We mm. were on a beach, which was gorgeous, but you had to, the bus wasn't regular. Like there was yeah. one bus and it was only on Saturdays. That was the only day. And that wasn't even our day off. So it was yeah. like useless to us. Um, and you could walk like over an hour to the main town, shall we yeah, say? Yeah. But nothing was really there. Yeah, um, yeah. So I was lucky enough, like one of my last days off before coming home, bearing in mind, I've been there for months. The mm. last one of my last days off, I rented a car <laughs> and then I drove around the island and I yeah. got to tick off those bucket list items that. I had all summer to do, but obviously procrastination got the best of me. Um, tiredness got the best of me. I just wanted to mm. sleep in. Yeah. Um, but I was like, no, I really need to do this. Like I've come all this way. I need to explore these places. Um, so I did it. But again, like sometimes your summer camp might be totally remote. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you have to rely on taxi services or people yeah. that you're with to try and get out. Yeah yeah um, make friends yeah. with people with a car yes. <laughs> 100% that is 100% yeah. what you, what you yeah. should do um so thank you so much for coming on this has been amazing and a great insight into a different option for people yeah. because it definitely like season work is amazing for anybody yeah. at any time of year but especially in the summer um yeah. so finally tell us something special that came out of your experience oh um I'd have to say out of everything would be the friendships I my first I actually I'm just back from a trip in Copenhagen with girls that I met on my first season which was 2017 so we kind of like we've such a close friendship now that you know we've gone on so many trips together we've all visited each other's like hometowns and then like once or twice a year like we've been to Berlin together we've been to Holland like we've been so many places and then two of the girls that have worked that in Ireland like we meet up all the time and then my boyfriend I met in um Italy as well so just kind of the friendships and connections like if I never kind of went for I wouldn't have these friends that I have and they're kind of I think it's a different connection from your friends at home as well not that it's like it's not you can't compare but it's you know I think you just when you meet someone in under those circumstances you always have a kind of a special bond I think in a way um so 100% the kind of I feel like I've lifelong friends um from the camps 100% oh that is amazing (laughs) I love that Anyway, thank you so much for joining me. If thank people you. want to like connect with you, follow you, how yeah. can they do that? Yeah, so it's where is Ellen Grace? So it's where is Ellen Grace and everything on uh, Instagram, TikTok, everything. So just where is Ellen Grace? <laughs> amazing. And you should all follow her because her content is amazing. It's inspiring. <laughs> thank you. And when you have the travel bug, she's she's your girl. <laughs> Um, I'll be a bad influence. <laughs> yeah, a bad, well, good influence. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for coming thank on. I truly, so truly appreciate it. Um, thank you everybody for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Bits and Pieces for the Summer Camp Newbie by me, Bethany. You can find me on social media 
I am Brit in the six on all my socials. Also, you'll be able to find me on my website where my blog is www.brit in the six.com. Thank you very much and see you next time.